0: When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C.
1: Hey there, welcome back. Or if this is your first time joining us, welcome to our show. Our show is called In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. And I say it's it's our show, it's because it's it's our show, it's it's your show and it's my show. You know, and for the next hour, I'm going to be I'm going to be sharing with you some of my some of my journey in recovery. Our program is a program about recovery. In this moment, recovery, of course, is about staying in this moment. But again, our program is very much about, about recovery. And, and what exactly is recovery? Well, recovery is for people who are suffering. And suffering can be defined in many different ways. But how about for, for the purpose of this show, suffering will be suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. How about that for suffering? And our program is designed um, to offer some suggestions and some tools how to overcome this suffering called this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And our program is very much a program about recovery. It's a program for your recovery, or maybe it's a program for recovery from, for somebody you love, a spouse or a child or a loved one, somebody that you care about. But nonetheless, they're they're stuck. There's something, there's something not right. And we suffer. And no matter how we try to use others, other people and institutions and money and prestige and all the trappings that life has to offer, we still find ourselves suffering. Well, I'm here to tell you, my friend, our program is to illuminate a possible suffering that that you may be uh, experiencing. You may be suffering, or your loved one may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. That's what we're going to be talking about today. As a matter of fact, that's a quote out of a, a book called The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And we're going to be using The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous throughout our program periodically as a point of reference. You know, our program is not... About alcoholism, and it's not designed for the alcoholic. Again, as much as our program is designed for alcoholic behavior and people who are suffering uh, as a result of this alcoholic behavior. And part of our our alcoholic behavior, we're going to be touching on that today. Our program subject is about the identification as a suffering human being, uh, the identification as an alcoholic identification as a drug addict identification as a codependent identification as a food addict a sex addict a gambling addict identification as someone who's suffering and also our program today is going to talk about purpose so we're going to be talking about identity identification and purpose throughout our program today but that's the bottom line you know it's about getting out of this this revolving door of recovery so many of us are stuck, are stuck in this revolving door of recovery. Maybe, you know, being stuck is just a metaphor for not being able to get along with, with those about us. Or worse yet, maybe stuck means just, you know, simply not being able to get along with ourselves. You know, the saboteur, the self-saboteur. You know, we can't just, we can't quite put our finger on what the problem is but we don't feel very good, ever. And the more we try to fix it, or make someone else fix it, the worse it gets. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar to you? Do you feel like no one understands you? Do you feel alone? Do you feel like your life is unmanageable, still unmanageable? Maybe you're not drinking or using or acting out anymore, but something in you just still doesn't feel right. Well, I'm here to tell you, my friend, you know, I've got good news for you. You know, there is a solution. There is a solution to finally get unstuck and to get to the other side and to stay to the other side. And that's exactly what our program in this moment is about. You know, we we not only hope to offer you up a few new fresh ideas, but also, as I mentioned, to lay a set of spiritual tools at your feet for you to examine for you to consider and these are the same tools that are laid at the feet of people who suffer and it seems that people like myself who have given been given the gift of desperation and have finally exhausted every thing and every person possible only then do many of us pick up this set of spiritual tools and we move forward The 12-step program is a program that has 12 steps. But there's three parts to this 12-step program. There's three three parts to the 12-step program. The first part is to trust God and to understand that we're not God and that we're not alone in this world, but that we're part of this world and to experience something called unity. And then the next part, part two, the three-part program with the 12-step method is to clean house, is to find another man or woman that we're ready to put our hands in the hands of a man or woman and really tell them our entire life story. And then finally, the sense of freedom and liberation, finally getting all of our secrets out in the open once and for all, and to make objective sense about them. It is such a liberating experience. And to finally get to the other side, it's about helping others. And that's the third and final part of our of the 12-step method, is to trust God, clean house, and help others. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Identity and purpose is so much about helping others. It's about getting out of no man's land and getting to the other side and staying on the other side in the bosom of abraham you know we feel like we've been like god has placed us in a a position of neutrality safe and protected and that's where we want to be and it has so much to do with this new identity and this newfound purpose that so many of us find here in recovery and i'll cut to the chase right now your purpose and my purpose, our real purpose, is to fit ourselves, to be of maximum service to God and those about us. And it's, we're going to be talking about that in great detail over the next couple of segments of our program. But again, you know, I want you to know that you're not alone in this deal. And I just ask you to please breathe and calm down. And open your mind to the possibility that you, you know, you're going to finally get this thing, or your loved one is going to get this thing. And and the first part of getting this thing called life is to realize that you're not alone, that you are part of a sum of the whole. You know, the 12-step program is described. The 12-steps are a set of principles. Spiritual in their nature, which have practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to act out and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. And that, my friend, I'm here to tell you, when I reached the other side, I had this sensation of being useful, usefully whole and at peace and you too can get there my friend and it happens by cleaning house and developing this new identity and this new sense of purpose and that's what we're going to be talking about this program and also as i always say in many of my programs it involves the employment of the imagination you know pointing our imagination toward the right objectives and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So don't get scared off that we're going to be using the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous or its sister publication, The Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, as a point of reference. Just consider it timeless and universal wisdom. You now, they're the same principles that were written down in the Holy Bible, the Koran, that the Egyptians were scribbling on the walls of their, their tombs. It's about this sense of identity and purpose and unity, and community. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, you don't ever have to be alone again. You don't ever have to drink again. You don't ever have to act out again. You can be at peace. You can find a newfound peace by just calming down and getting into the program here, the 12-step program of recovery. It's not just for alcoholics. It's for all of us. And by the way, it's not a self-help program either. It's a clean up your act and help others program. Some many of us, including yours truly here, came into the program trying to clean up our act and and get better, you know, a little self-help. And I remember an old timer took me aside and he said, "You know, people who come into the 12 step program trying to find themselves quite often get lost. But people who lose themselves in the 12 step program of recovery often find out and discover who they truly are and that's what we're going to be talking about today identity and purpose to discover who we really truly are and again our real purpose i hate to sound like a broken record man but it's one of my favorite quotes in the big book our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to god and those about us And that's where we are today. And that's where we are today. So coming up, we're going to really be getting into some nuggets of wisdom from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and its sister publication, The 12 and 12. We're going to be talking about identity and purpose. I'm Toby C. And this is our program in this moment coming from Studio 4B in lovely downtown Palm Springs, California, at the offices and studios of iHub Radio.
0: In This Moment with Toby C. Continues now on iHub Radio.
1: Okay, we're talking about purpose and identity. And so many of us come into recovery, like yours truly here, Toby, um, having an identity crisis. In fact, it's interesting. I was, I have a home group meeting uh, here in the Coachella Valley at 7 a.m. every morning, and... Part of our home group AA meeting is we read uh, today's passage out of a book called The Daily Reflections. It's like a daily devotional. And in fact, today's read uh, had talked about uh, um, freedom to be myself. And it was interesting because it it ties in so much to our our program topic today about identity and purpose, freedom to be myself. And, of course, I had a mouth off this morning because I try to share every meeting because that's what I'm supposed to do, you know. Um, Fortunately, they have a three-minute timer at my meeting, so they they cut us off. But, you know, here's what I shared this morning. On that read, and I believe it wholeheartedly, is that we all come out of the womb, survivalists, you know, we all come out of the womb with these, these two most basic instinctual needs, the need to, to be loved and to feel love and the need to be secure and to feel secure. And those are the two most core instinctual needs and I remember, I know that all of us feel very much alone when we come into this world. And the first thing that we need to do is we need to associate and identify with a group. There's our security. And whether you like it or not, my friend, the first group that you're blessed with for security is your family. And if you know anything about codependency... Um, Codependency is a deeply rooted compulsive behavior that is born out of our dysfunctional family systems. So if you want to know what's wrong with you, just look at your family because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But the beautiful part about recovery, and I don't want to get off our subject, is, is we learn to give everybody a break, especially our family. You better believe it. Back on topic, though, as far as identity and purpose. You know, the first thing that happens in this, this journey of, of self-discovery and discovering who we are is this awareness, is this awareness that there's really a problem and we don't really know what the problem is. It's not drinking, it's not drugging, it's not overeating and too much sex and all this acting out. That's not really the problem. The problem is this sense of, of purpose and identity. This bewilderment of, of what, what's our purpose here? Is our purpose to get married and settle down and make children? Is our purpose to dominate and run major corporations? I don't really know. But I do know, and I do know, and I discovered this in Alcoholics Anonymous, that our real purpose is to fit ourselves, to be of maximum service, to something other than ourselves. And I love that word to fit ourselves because fit is, is a, a truncation of fitness. And fitness is about a condition. And condition, when you get into recovery and you talk about the 12-step methods, so much of our condition is a spiritual condition. You know, maybe we're really not human beings trying to have a spiritual experience. Maybe all along we've been spirits having a human experience. And now we're going to change this now. Now we are going to shift from becoming survivalists to real givers, to real lovers. You know, so much of this has to do with calming down and accepting and being aware that there's a problem. And that's the first step of recovery, is to admit that there's a problem, and that all this time we've been trying to fight it and cure it and solve this problem ourselves, and all of a sudden we discover that we cannot. And again, we may be suffering from a condition that only a spiritual experience will conquer. And for me, my experience in discovering This spiritual experience is the unity of the fellowship. I've mentioned in previous programs that I have discovered a power greater than myself that I refer to as God or a God of my understanding, and I discovered this higher power through the group. And it's beautiful to be part of the group, to have this sense of unity and wholeness. There's nothing like it. And, you know, and to accept... My humanity, not only was that critical to my recovery and critical to all of our recovery, but it's again, it's about calming ourselves down, calming ourselves down. And once we calm ourselves down, then we can use this thing called the imagination. And one of the key components to recovery, is to open up our mind. It's one of the first things we do in recovery. After we admitted that we are powerless and our lives are, are unmanageable, we've got to imagine that there's something out there that can heal us and can cure us. Because certainly self-sufficiency and self-will has failed us up until now. And this open-mindedness of the imagination is to allow ourselves to contemplate something other than our selfish, self-centered identity. So much of recovery is about turning from within and turning outward. And we've talked about this before, that identity and codependency and survival skills are all tightly intercorrelated. I'll go on to say that codependency is people who attempt to use others as their sole source of identity, value, and well-being, and as a way of trying to restore their emotional losses. So, so much of our identity up until we have a turning point in recovery is tied to other people. And now we're going to learn how to shift this identity and this dependence from other people to a power greater than ourselves. One of my favorite quotes in the big book is, job or no job, wife or no wife, we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence on others ahead of our dependence on God. So coming up, we're going to be talking about real identity and real purpose and real recovery. Stay tuned.
0: moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C.
1: We're talking about identity and purpose today. We're talking about recovering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Our program in this moment is very much about this rebirthing that happens to so many of us in recovery. This old life, this old selfish, fear-driven life fades away and this new, exciting, faith-based, hopeful, loving life emerges. And so much of our, our identity and purpose that we've talked about today... This old life came from our instinctual behaviors. So much of of the house cleaning that happens in recovery is illuminating all these unhealthy instinctual behaviors and and discovering which of these instinctual behaviors caused defective relationships with other people, which in turn caused defective relationships with ourselves. So really the, the paradigm shift that takes place is is this shift in how we identify ourselves, this identification, and to overcome this fear of becoming the hole in the donut. So much of our extreme behavior, again, is about our identity. So much extreme behavior, extreme political positions, uh, strong, intolerant religious views, so much extreme behavior and feelings and attitudes and opinions are what define us. They identify us. They create our identity. They make us somebody, don't you know? And in recovery, what happens is, is the self is minimized. Recovery is about moving from self to selflessness, to moving from self-centered behavior to, to unconditional love and how to really pay attention to other people. But let's be sure that so much of our old identity was selfishness and self-centeredness. You know, page 62 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous talks about step four, you know, the house cleaning. And it says selfishness, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows, and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation. But we invariably find that at some point in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So it is so much about self. It's about these these survival instincts. I finally knew that I was getting better and that I was healing when I started waking up in the morning and it didn't feel like the day ahead of me was another episode of Survivor. I knew that I finally was, was healing when, when I had this sense of, you know, everything is, is okay today instead of what's wrong with today. And this had to do with my, my attitude. And my attitude and my identity, I'm telling you today, are so tightly correlated. As a matter of fact, I've mentioned again, I go to a 7 a.m. meeting every day. And it doesn't matter that it's an AA meeting. It's a meeting. It's a group of people. It's a kinship of common suffering. It's a group of people that are getting together to be still for one hour. And in this moment of stillness, we practice something called mindfulness. We get out of self, and we practice selflessness. There's something about sitting in a group and listening and being still. It's therapy. It's about getting out of self. It's about opening up the mind and considering another person's plight and another person's suffering. And again, as I mentioned, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to that suffering soul in our fellowship. And I define fitting myself as being optimally healthy in mind, body, and spirit. That is my new identity today to try to be one day at a time as optimally healthy in mind, body, and spirit so I can be available for the next guy or gal that walks through that door who's trying to get a break. And if you've been around the halls of any 12-step program long enough, there's something called the I Am Responsible chant. And it happens to be an AA chant. And it says this, when anyone, anywhere reaches out for help, I want the hand of AA to always be there. And for that, I am responsible. And I'm going to tell you another thing you know, part of my recovery and part of this new identity and purpose, I knew that I was getting better. I was going to meetings every single day practicing this mindfulness, and I didn't like it. And one day, one day, it occurred to me that maybe the most important reason to go to these meetings wasn't for me to stay sober and calm and grounded. Maybe, just maybe, it was for the other person. And I'm telling you, my friends, that was a huge paradigm shift for me because it was at that moment that I realized that if my interest in being available for another suffering person, if that eclipses every other reason for my self-centered needs, I'm going to be bulletproof. Recovery is about creating an unshakable foundation. And that foundation, my friend, is about having a clean house and helping others and keeping that door to your heart open and if you live up in the hills of the desert like I live, I love to say this, you know, recovery is about keeping that door to your heart wide open and keeping an eye on that open door. And if you rest on your laurels and you get lazy and you don't keep an eye on that open door, you might get a snake in your house. Only I can say that I live up in the hills with the with the reptiles. We actually all get along pretty well. So anyway, there's the deal. It's identity and purpose. You know, another thing I want to tell you is a wonderful discovery in my identity, my purpose was, and many of us, all of us discover this at some point, that the world does not revolve around us. That we are not God. That there is only one power. There is one power. There is only one that has all power. And that one is God, and may you find him now. And we discovered that no human being, no human anything could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought. So, this God, this idea of providence, this idea of a higher power, I'm here to tell you that part of my journey and my new identification is that I yield now to a power greater than myself. It's called practicing humility. I discovered that humility is simply trying to place God first. The trying part is called practicing. Humility is placing God first. Trying to place God first is called practicing humility. And it takes a lifetime practice. But here's the deal. The big book tells us, by refusing to place God first, we deprived ourselves of his help. So simply trying to put God first is putting things in the correct order. It's about not being self-centered. It's about being God-centered. It's about my life and this community of the world that I coexist in revolving around a singular monotheistic God. And that's where I am today. And that's my identity. And it's a comfortable, comfortable place to be. To not have to worry about who I am today. To know that all my needs are going to be met There's a club down in India called the ABC Recovery Club. I used to go to it about 20 years ago. In their dining room, they used to have a big placard prayer up on the wall, and they don't have it there anymore, but 20 years ago they did. I think it was called the Gratitude Prayer, and it went like this. God, if I can't have the things I want, please help me to want the things I have today. And it's a whole shift in our attitude. Instead of me first, what can I do for you first? It's a shift. It's a shift of our attitude towards ourselves. And if you're anything like me, uh, a neurotic and a failed perfectionist, Alcoholics Anonymous was the perfect prescription for me because the 12-step program allowed me to be me. My new identity is not that of a perfectionist anymore. I'm okay to be me. I'm okay with the fact that my behavior harmed a lot of people and harmed me. But I'm okay with it today because I was able to clean house and I was able to go back and try to restore peace and make reparations with those people that I had hurt. And this new identity that emerged from these exercises of of sincere apologies and reparations and the intimacy of of curing these defective relationships, the end result was this peace that surpasses all comprehension, my friends. And that's the identity and the purpose that I move toward one day at a time. You know, I only have a. A daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. My spiritual condition today is that of a person who is part of the whole. I'm a person now that is part of a group I participate in a kinship of common suffering. I participate in a group of recovery that carries a message to the alcoholic who still suffers. I'm part of a group that peels off individually with suffering members and pays close attention to them and does these spiritual exercises called the 12 steps. And there's nothing like it, my friend, to be be physically and mentally and spiritually fit enough to spend some time with another suffering soul and pay attention to them. It's called love. I never knew what love was until I really calmed down and cleaned house and recovered. And my definition of love today is simply being able to get out of myself and pay complete attention to another suffering soul unconditionally and the less they know me and the less I know about them the better the better unfortunately in this world familiarity breeds contempt I kind of like to grab a hold of my prospects and just get right into the big book and get into recovery and do these things called the 12 steps there's nothing like it I've got some other tips for you when we come back on our program of identification and purpose here on In This Moment with Toby C.
0: In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C on iHub Radio.
1: Well, we're back. It's been a great show. We've been talking about identity and purpose, and we've been talking about recovery. And so much of recovery for so many of us, including yours truly here, had to do with a major shift in my identity and in my identification and in my sense of purpose. And so much of this, so much of this started with 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 having an open mind. So many of us, and I've shared about this, uh, we we hit such a terrible bottom that there's nothing left for us but to have an open mind because we've exhausted every single manageable or unmanageable human tool that we possessed and they all failed us. And so we had to imagine maybe there's something or, or some some power greater than ourselves that could, that could heal us and give us some relief. And in fact, there is, my friend, there is a higher power. And you can find this higher power in the 12-step program. The beautiful part about the 12-step program is it allows us to find a God of our understanding and to have an open mind and, and an open heart to all people's concepts of a God of their understanding and to be at peace with people, instead of being part of these warring factions of, of, of idealists and extremists, to be at peace with, with everybody. I love the traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous because one of the virtues that they talk about in the 12 traditions is about balance. And so much of recovery and so much of this new identity and my new purpose is about finding this center point finding this balance where where I can be at peace. I can tell you, out on the polar extremities, um, there's no peace. There's no peace. When the human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. That's from step four out of the 12 and 12. And it's the truth. It's the truth. And so much of it is about keeping an open mind, my friend. So much. And I'm here to tell you that another thing that you will experience when you clean house using the 12-step method is you will experience this, this relief from the afflictions of self. And it is the absolute essential key to being Zen and to being a complete peace, to know that no matter what somebody does to you or says to you, it's not going to affect your self-esteem. It's not going to affect your pride. It's not going to affect your finances. It's not going to affect your personal relationships with other people. It's not going to affect your ambition. It's not going to affect your emotional security. And it's not going to affect your sexual relations with people you're going to be completely alienated from self you're going to be selfless see and you're going to have an unshakable foundation because you're going to realize as many of us do that human beings are fallible all of us all of us fall short of god's grace and perfection we are all human beings and we're fallible and there's something wrong with all of us don't you know and that's why it's important not to depend on any one particular human being too much because we're setting ourselves up for a disappointment it's called codependency to unrealistically depend and lean on another human being is not only unfair but it's unbalanced And it's perilous to us being grounded and being centered just for today. But most importantly, I want you to remember that the most important purpose for you or your loved one, trusting God and cleaning house, is to prepare yourselves to help others. I want to plant this idea in your mind today that not only is it possible that this time you're going to get out of no man's land, but you're going to get to the other side where you're going to be placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. And you're going to stay there. And the way you're going to stay there is you're going to sponsor people. Did you ever think of that? Can you imagine that? You... Becoming a sponsor, you becoming so zen and grounded and happy, joyous, and free that you can actually spend two hours a day, day in and day out, paying attention to a perfect stranger and allowing this person to clean house and to calm down? Absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. There is nothing like recovery to watch people to recover. To see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about us, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with the newcomer and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. That's a quote from the second paragraph on the first page of chapter seven, working with others. And that's what this whole deal is about. You're going to get better finally because you're not getting better for you. You're getting better for the other guy. And if you're anything like Toby C here, you're going to realize that getting better for the other guy is a way of honoring your higher power. And I don't know about you, but I made a deal one more time with my higher power and this time I'm honoring it. And the deal that I'm making with my higher power that I've made countless times before throughout my life is God, if you get me out of this one, if you relieve me of this suffering, I swear to you, God, I will never do this again. And not only will I never do this again, but I will honor you. I will honor you by placing or trying to place you first. That's called humility. And trying to place you, God, first is practicing humility. And that's my agreement with my creator today. Is I try to stay healthy in mind, body, and spirit for the other guy. And I try to honor my agreement with my creator who saved my sorry but one more time. And He's He's restored me to sanity and to peace. And He can do that for you, my friend. It's a beautiful journey. Just calm down and and get with the program and keep an open mind. And know that God loves you. And I love you. I wouldn't be spending an hour of my life talking with you if I didn't love you. So I hope you find the peace that is in store for you and that you have a wonderful life. Thanks for listening to me. I'm Toby C., and this is our program, In This Moment, only here on iHub Radio in Palm Springs, California. Thank you.